You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Atlanta Braves. I'm joined by Mark Bowman. And, uh, you know, we're down the nitty-gritty here of spring training camp. Opening day is just a few days away. So uh, iron out some, some, you know, dot some I's and and cross some T's for us. What's left to be decided? What are things going to look like come opening day, Bo? There were a couple changes during spring training to some plans, but they were minor. I mean, the Braves went to spring training knowing exactly what their rotation was going to look like. Mike Fultz-Nevich cooperated and and did everything they expected them to and and claimed that you know, last spot, and while he may be labeled the number five, he also may be the most talented pitcher in that rotation right now. So, mm-hmm. rotation came together, lineup, you know, stayed exactly as they planned. That they're going to bat Danby Swanson second this year. That'd be the biggest change in terms of order. Obviously, adding Brandon Phillips there is going to be uh, maybe add give some protection to Nick Markakis. Uh, we saw his his strength return late last year, but. Uh, you look at the lineup and the rotation that stayed the same. The bench is going to be a problem. I mean, there's there's no way around it. And they, you know, had they had Sean Rodriguez, uh, you know, had the, the car accident not occurred and, and, and he's remained in their plans, you know, maybe their their plans to go with an eight man bullpen and this four man bench would have made more sense. But, but they're sticking with this eight man pen and, and they're going to end up with a you know, when you say it's a four-man bench, it's basically a three-man bench when one of those guys is a backup catcher. And those those three guys on the bench are going to be Darno, Peterson, and uh, Bonifacio as we speak right now. Now, you know, some, something can change in the next couple of days. Somebody might become available. But, uh, you know, obviously, I think you, however you cut it, this is going to be a pretty weak bench. And The biggest story, I'd say, in terms of the bullpen was Eric O'Flaherty. I mean, I think even Eric O'Flaherty, came to camp doubting whether he was going to be able to avoid the frustration that he's had over the last few years with his elbow. But, uh, you know, he, he got the, he had a minor surgery basically to clean up the nerve around the elbow in August. And, uh, all of a sudden he got an extension, you know, in his delivery, uh, that returned and he was able to throw a better slider, uh, a more improved, uh, or let's say this. He's been throwing his sinker the last few years. It's just been to one side of the plate. We were able to see him throw it, you know, glove side more frequently here in spring training. And, uh, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, they put him back in that bullpen. I'm not going to say he's going to be right back to where he was 2010 through 12, but at the same time, they have a piece that they didn't expect at the beginning of spring training. You mentioned uh, Fulte, you know, did everything he had to do in this camp. And we know that, you know, the, the basically the gist of the offseason from the Braves' perspective was just, just get some reliability in that rotation. You know, they, they went with a couple of geriatric guys in uh, Bartolo Colon and R.A. Dickey and uh, made the trade for Jaime Garcia. And, and, and just the general thought there is just to, just to have more consistency uh, in that rotation, have those veteran presences. But um, but as you said, I mean, Fulte might, might have the most talent of anybody in that staff. What is it about him that, that makes you feel he's, he's ready to break out this year? I think just from a mental perspective, I mean, there's a guy that two years ago when we were introduced to him, he's, you know, still dealing with the pressure of his, pressures of a trade. He had just been traded from the Astros two months earlier. Comes in, I believe, at that time, at least when he came to camp, he was the, the Braves' uh, top prospect. Uh, so, we you know, saw a nervous kid, a young kid, uh, somewhat immature. We saw that again last year when he came back to camp. He had spent most of the winter – 
you know, inactive because he had gotten the blood clot the year before. But there were times last year, we saw right before the All-Star break, he had a 10 strikeout game there against the White Sox. He came back the next start against the Rockies, and he was filthy for six innings, and then all of a sudden the seventh inning, you know, as soon as one thing went wrong, he allowed it to snowball. And, and that's been the, the thing with him. Is he's, anytime he's encountered adversity, maybe – and whether that's disagreeing with a questionable, you know, borderline pitch or, you know, a bad hop goes his way, a couple guys get on base, you see him implode. We saw a lot less of that this spring training. You know, every once in a while you, you'd see him shake his head at an umpire, stuff like that. Things he's going to have to clean up still. But I saw a more mature guy, um, you know, from a physical standpoint. This guy throws 98, got a great slider, pretty good curveball, decent changeup. And, uh, you know, he has – he is that one guy in that, on that staff or in that rotation right now that could be an ace someday. Now, that's not saying he's going to be. He's going to have to take that next step. But from a, mental, from a maturity standpoint, a mental perspective, I think he's made the, the strides necessary to at least start moving in that direction. I was looking at our MLB.com. All of our uh, reporters are contributing to you know, preseason predictions, as, as every outlet does. And you know we have this Google file where – where it's all kind of laid out, what everybody's picking, and it's it's hilarious to look at NL Rookie of the Year because I think I think Dansby Swanson is on like 98% of ballots uh, or, or something crazy like that. He, he's such an obvious pick for that award. Um, he obviously he missed some time uh, with with the back soreness this spring. What have you seen from him, you know, since the return from that, and and just the, the general weight of expectations that are placed upon this kid going into, uh, I mean, he, by the slimmest of margins, he qualifies to be his rookie year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ended up with 129 at bats last year, right. you know, anything above 130. So, the, um, you know, I think the expectations part of it is interesting, but I think that's probably what sets Dansby apart uh, from a lot of guys. I don't know, if, I don't know if Dansby's ever going to be, you know, a top MVP candidate. I don't know how many, you know, he's going to get, he's going to get some All Star selections, that kind of stuff. I don't know if he's ever going to be considered like. You know, at any one time, one of the five to ten best players in the league, but at the same time, he's the kind of guy everybody wants uh, on their team. Um, obviously, you've heard all the Derek Jeter um, uh, comparisons, and I think that's more from a personality standpoint. You tell him he's a rookie, your favorite, it's not going to face him. He, he is a uh, very strong-minded, uh, composed guy, um, loves to play the game. You know, very sound defender. He's going to be very solid in that two-hole. Guy that's going to hit 300 with, you know, maybe 10 to 15 homers. We'll see where that power goes if he gets, you know, a little, you know, as uh, as the man muscles maybe continue to develop. But you know, like I say, I, I don't think he's ever going to be that guy where you say, you know, this guy is an absolute uh, superstar. Uh, but he's going to be a star for 15 to 20 years in this league just because. He seems to do a little bit of everything right, and it includes, you know, preparation, how he handles himself, just uh, draws respect in that clubhouse. It's hard to believe he's only got, you know, 129 at-bats and, you know, six weeks worth of games under his belt because he came back to spring training, and it, it just felt like he – it didn't seem like he was playing at Vanderbilt two years ago. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, this is – obviously, it's the youth movement in Atlanta. That's That's what we're all, you know, pretty focused on at this point. And obviously, Dansby is the signature piece of that. But, uh, you know, Ozzie Albies will be another big part of that uh, potential double play uh, combo partner there. 
uh, up the middle. What were your thoughts on, on, on him this, this spring? He's obviously coming back from injury um, and just kind of his outlook for 2017. I think he, that, that was an interesting development, too, because when he, he takes that swing last year and pressures his elbow in, in September, you, you know, you're not only worried about how he recovers from a physical standpoint, but, you know, how is this going to affect him mentally? And uh, he certainly didn't see any apprehension. Um, by the time he was cleared to play games there in mid-March. And he told me even, you know, I think first time he was even able to, you know, maybe start, you know, going through the motions of the swing were January and then sometime there in February. When he was able to, you know, take much more of a normal swing, he said, he put it as any 20-year-old might say, he said, I just let it eat. So uh, I think that was the most encouraging thing is there, there was, didn't seem to be any type of, uh, Apprehension. Now he's played enough that, that, that you don't expect there to, to ever that to ever be a problem. So uh, you know him being healthy, that's going to be good. But at the same time, him being 20, Brandon Phillips being present, there's no need to rush him. I do expect we'll see Ozzy Albies at some time in Atlanta this year. You know, probably by the end of the year, we'll see he and Dansby as a double play combo. Some of that will have to do with how Brandon Phillips is playing. You know, a lot of it will have to do with how Ozzy develops. He struggled at Triple A last year. He's going to have to go there. And, uh, you know, go ahead and improve himself, show some better plate discipline. And when he's ready, they'll get him up there. But at the same time, let's not forget he's 20 years old. There's no need to rush him. He will, at this time next year, um, we'll be talking and saying that uh, Ozzie's the starting second baseman in Atlanta for, you know, I, I can't see that you know, any reason why we wouldn't be saying that. But, but for now, it's time for him just to go and develop a little bit more. And when he's ready, they'll get him up there. All right, there you have it, the latest from Mark Bowman here uh, in these final days before opening day. And now, uh, as a special treat, in advance of opening day, we are going to air uh, Mark's interview with Brian Snitker, entering his first full season at the helm of the Braves. Take it away. Around this time last year, you and I are talking, you're excited about getting ready for a new season there. Gwinnett, does, how much different does this season feel than any other season you've prepared for? Um, it's way different. I mean, yeah. it's it's like no other season I've ever prepared for. This job's like no other one I ever had. Um, so it's it's been interesting. It's been fun. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, I, I just, when I took the job in May, didn't know really what to expect when I came down here. You know, I've been through a lot of spring trainings, but you never sit until you sit in this seat. It's just, it's a different, different thing. And um, so it's just, uh, you know, more all-encompassing, so to speak, I guess. And, but it's been good, you know, it's been good. It's been a good camp. I've, you know, a lot of positive uh, things happening. And, and um, so it's just kind of, again, learning how to do it. Do you kind of feel that, that there, those guys that were there last year, they can build off of that? success they had late last year and just kind of maybe carry that momentum into this year well I, I, i'm hoping so i mean i think I, that's what i've seen this spring i think the way everybody number one came into camp in such good shape and the energy that that um we had and or have and um i, I think guys are confident in what we have going on here in, in our club and they should be i mean it's uh you know, like i told them coming in it, it's you know we don't want to get better we want to win you know, you got to play the games, and, and uh, but I think, you know, the, the atmosphere, the, the feel of the club is all pointing in those directions. You know, and you have a good feel for this lineup. Obviously, you've never had Brandon Phillips in that lineup. You may be putting Swanson a little bit higher, but at yeah. the same time, you you kind of have a good feel. Once you got Matt Kemp last year, you talked about how 
and put Enciarte at the top. It, it kind of made your job easier on a daily basis. Well, yeah, I think it kind of legitimized what we had going on. And I think Brandon just lengthens our lineup even more. And it's a pretty good lineup. And some guys that, that are professional hitters. Um, and Brandon, you know, didn't do anything but help that cause. And, um, you know, you, you play against him. And I know, you know, when we did play against him, you always were kind of aware of where he was in the lineup. He scared you when he came up. Um, he's a really good player, and it's just kind of, you know, helped our club get better. And, and, um, you know, guys just, you know, continue to go. We talk about Dansby. We get him, probably give him a little more responsibility and bump him up in the lineup. And, um, you know, and he's amongst some, some good players right there that, that hopefully he can, you know, he'll be able to handle that. And I don't have any reason to think he won't. And when a team is going to... You know, striving for success, it always starts with pitching. How much, how good do you feel about this rotation, the, the experience that it's, that it includes? Now? Well, yeah, it's. Um, I feel real good. I mean, compared to where we were when we ended the year, um, we've added some, you know, some stability in that. And uh, you know, we got the guys we targeted. You know, we're got, got looking at guys that could give us innings. And, and um, there's no reason to think that these guys won't continue to do that because they have their whole career. So we feel real good about where we're at with our starters. And, um, you know, and, and it's, it's something that we lacked last year was that, the innings out of it. And hopefully that, you know, you don't have to go to your bullpen quite so often. And when you do allow you, if you get into the end of the game, do some matchups, and, you know, we have guys coming back from injuries, guys throwing the ball well. And, and um, so it's, uh, I think, one of those things that, that really helps having uh, that stability in the rotation. And a lot of the focus this winter is on the newcomers, but what Julio did last year, the strides that Mike Fultonevich has made this spring, I think that adds to, I think that's going to be every bit as important about this, you know, to uh, fat, factors to this rotation success as, you know, the newcomers. No, absolutely. I mean, like you say, it, it, uh, Fultonevich had a really good spring. I mean, he's, you know, he came in healthy. That, that's the big thing there. Is he was just one of the guys coming in. He didn't have a... He didn't have shackles on him this year. He, he could do everything just free and just be one of the guys. And he got him ready, and he's he stole the ball very well, like he's capable of doing. And Julio, you know, Julio's numbers didn't reflect uh, what he how he pitched last year, and uh, he's been you know throwing the ball really well. And, and uh, so you know that added with the three guys, it you know gives you some optimism in what our rotation is. And you know when we got here to camp, you, you felt like it was a genuine optimism especially as compared to the last couple of years. You kind of feel like that's prolonged throughout camp and this team is right where you want it to be heading into opening day? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's these guys have, have been ready probably. I mean, we were here an extra week and, and um, you know, we're getting regular regular games now and, and for the most part, I, I feel like we're ready to go. I mean, we've had all the fundamentals, we've done everything. Guys are in good shape. I think it's just uh, now a matter of just playing it out. But I think guys are ready to, to break camp and get the thing rolling. And you basically, the, you told these guys the sky's the limit. I mean, they're, they're really... Yeah, I mean, I, and, and really, I don't know why Why not. I mean, it's, it's, like I say, you got to go out and play the games. And, and, uh, 
but you know, like where we're at, and, uh, like our club right now, and there's no reason to think that we can't, you can't be a factor. MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details.